0: Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Well, hey, friends, it's Lori Joyner, your Discipleship Coach, and I'm so glad you've tuned in to the season finale of Your Discipleship Coach podcast. Please listen to the end of the podcast as I have a special Christmas treat for you, a promo code to receive free shipping on all purchases from my website from now to the end of the month. Okay, in part one of this series, Is Your Disciple Ready to Pass the Baton of Discipleship? We explored how being plugged into a local church and being teachable are two characteristics of a maturing disciple ready to begin to disciple another. And in this episode, part two, we'll discuss two more characteristics of a disciple that is ready to disciple others. Those two characteristics, being reliable and being outreach oriented. So let's break down the first, reliable versus unreliable. Okay, because if you're meeting with a person that you cannot count on, they're just not ready to take on this stewardship to disciple another person just yet. So if on an ongoing basis, your disciple texts you and says, ah, something came up and I won't be able to meet for a discipleship appointment today, or maybe doesn't respond back at all when you're trying to confirm with them about your upcoming appointment, or just may not be at a place in life where they're just stable enough to have a predictable schedule, maybe because of work or or a, a health issue or maybe children, they're just not ready to be pushed out of the nest just yet to disciple somebody else. While this disciple might have good intentions, they're just not in a stage of life where they're able to commit to discipling somebody else. On the other hand, this person might just be undisciplined in time management or simply does not prioritize discipleship in their schedule. You know, if something else comes up or they need to bump that for any small reason, they're just not ready. Bottom line, if she can't keep a commitment to you, she may struggle to keep it with somebody else she's discipling in the future. And that just won't have very good ramifications. A disciple who's ready to disciple others, in contrast, they'll be the person that texts you and says, hey, listen, I'm going to be there a few minutes early. I'm looking forward to our time. Shall I go ahead and order your coffee with mine? See the difference? This person looks at their schedule. They see when their discipleship time is and they plan around it. They guard it. It is a priority in their schedule. This person takes responsibility, strives not to show up late, comes prepared. That's a person you can rely on. This person has made growing in Christ a priority and guards the discipleship time the best they can. And you can bet when she disciples another woman, she'll be there consistently. She'll be prepared to meet with, love on, invest in her disciple. If you're meeting with a person and discipling them, and perhaps they need help in time management, or they're just young in their faith maybe a new Christ follower, and they're showing some of those not reliable characteristics, this does not mean that you need to stop meeting with them. It just does mean that they're not ready to disciple someone else yet. Now, if you've been meeting with a person, let's say for a long time, who's unreliable, that's another issue altogether. I addressed those types of issues in a podcast I gave a couple of weeks ago called discipleship. Break up or keep going. You can find that season two, episode nine. So a person that is reliable has the potential to be a great discipler. Let's move on now to the next characteristic of a person who's ready to disciple others, and that is being outreach oriented. So if your disciple says to you, I don't think I need to talk to other people about God. I mean, they know I'm a Christian. They can ask me if they have questions. Or they might say it like this, you know, it's just not my personality to talk to people about Christ, or it's just not my gift to share Christ, or I feel uncomfortable inviting people to church. Then this person is also not quite ready to disciple others just yet. Now, listen, we don't want to be a pushy salesman when it comes to Christ, But we do have to mature to the point where we take the initiative with others. In the book of Mark 1615, Jesus puts the responsibility on believers to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We are to initiate with others spiritually. We are the workers in the harvest. We're not sitting on the sidelines, but we're actively involved in Christ-centered gospel-sharing work people ready to disciple others are going to not only be open about talking to others about Christ, but they're going to be praying for opportunities, praying for maybe the confidence and the bravery to talk to others about Him in one way or the other. Just as God did not wait on us, but took the initiative with us to send His Son to die for us, we also take the initiative to share about our faith in Him. Now, while certainly some people are not as outgoing as others. There is a difference between being a little bit more shy and having a staunch unwillingness, unteachability to reach out to others. A person who is ready to disciple others will be outreach oriented. they will be others focused. When you meet with this disciple, and they begin to you know, share stories about how they're initiating with others, it's going to be a huge joy. They may say something like, okay, I invited a friend to grab coffee next week because I was telling her about my faith in Christ. We ended up talking so long that we had to schedule another time to get together. See, the thing is with you encouraging your disciple and the Holy Spirit leading them, they will begin to be outreach-oriented. They will learn the names of people. They will begin to pray for people. They will see God using them to bring others to Christ. And that is a reason to celebrate. A maturing disciple looks for opportunities to share their faith. They invite people to Christian gatherings such as church or Bible study. This person has prepared, let's say, a short little synopsis of their personal testimony about how Christ has changed their life. So they're ready to share it, even if they get nervous, even if they tend to be a little bit more on the shy side of things. If you feel your disciple is not outreach oriented, or maybe you think of yourself, maybe you're like, uh, I could use some help in this area. You can do a few things to help. One, always have a spot in your discipleship time to talk about lost people you are praying for or new people you're just trying to meet to see where they're at on their spiritual journey. Perhaps you can brainstorm a list together of people in both of your lives, community, neighborhood, playgroups, office, hobbies, and both of you can begin to pray for opportunities to move the ball down the court spiritually with one of those people on the list somehow that year. And then during the accountability part of your discipleship time, okay? Remember, we've already discussed the four elements of a discipleship time, small talk, accountability, content, and prayer. During that accountability time, you're pulling out the list. Did you get to meet that person uh, in your play group? Did you get to meet that person? Stands next to you in the gym. Have you learned such and such person's name yet? Have you been able to invite them to something just to see how they reacted? Okay, so... Each time you meet together, pull out the list and talk about it. Listen, it'll be good for you, and it'll be great for your disciple. And that will help you both begin to think outside yourselves and focus on others who may need Christ and God's abundant help and care in the process of drawing people to himself. All right, question of the week. How about you? I would like to know what you think of the key elements that I've covered today, Do you think these are things that need to be in place before a person disciples other disciples others? You know, why or why not? Maybe you have Lori, you left this one out, or that's not that big of a deal. Listen, one way or the other, I would actually love your feedback. So you can always drop me a note on my website, LoriJoynerMinistries.org. Share your experiences with me. All right. Well, I always like to include a keeping it real moment. And I want to share today about two gals that I was really excited to disciple that ended up walking away from me um, in my early days as a college minister. I remember, I think this was year three or maybe four of my 22 years on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ on a college campus. And one semester, I met two of the sweetest gals. It was their freshman year. And over time as I got to know them, I began meeting with them. I met with them together. So I always refer to them as them. I met with them together. They were actually really good friends. I think they came into college as good friends. And anyway, so we always just the three of us met. And I'm telling you, I loved meeting with them. They were on time. They had their little Bible study ready to go. These gals and I, I felt like we were going to tear it up. Like I had big plans for their life. Okay. The problem is I noticed that they Pretty much kept to themselves, like just them two, completely. They checked every other box in an amazing disciple, but they would not reach out at all. And I began to. F- feel their resistance little by little, as I would mention that, hey, you know, crew's going to have this big meeting, this outreach. Uh, Maybe I'd describe kind of what it's going to be about. And hey, could we brainstorm together? Maybe people you could invite from your classes or from some organizations you're getting involved in on campus. And they literally would not write one person's name down. They either could not think or would not think of anyone to ask to come to the meeting. When I first talked about the fact that, you know, our time on earth is limited and we are God's workers in the harvest field, they would not or could not see how that applied to them. I eventually asked them just in general about this area. And they flatly said, this is not us. They are not outreach minded. They would not be. I mean, it was a pretty firm line in the sand. Now, I'm not saying they were just like, you know, we just get nervous or we're a little fearful. Lori, we need you to hold our hand. We just need more time. Those kind of things I can totally understand. Hey, I'm the most outgoing, probably outreach-oriented person I know. And I still get nervous too. Okay. So how much more somebody that might be young or maybe not as outgoing as me. So I have much grace here, but that was not the case. They didn't even seem teachable in this area. Our discipleship didn't last very far past that year. I actually don't remember the exact specifics of how our discipleship time ended. I don't know if I pushed them into just a general Bible study so I could focus on people that wanted to reach others for Christ. I actually can't remember if they maybe said to me, um, you know we're kind of done here we're going to move on to our church or another bible study or something like that i i just don't remember but i know that it didn't last and i remember that being a key issue my sincere hope is that they matured in this area and that god used the short time i had with them in their life later on my friends jesus is meant to be shared The lost and broken and dying world we live in is in desperate need for the love and the hope and the forgiveness found in Christ. People are filling the God-shaped void in their heart with temporary things that do not last and often cause scars and pain. Disciples cannot simply be okay with just meeting together. There has got to be an outreach orientedness in our lives and in our discipleship time. If we don't teach this and model this and ensure that it's transferring to our disciples, well, then how will they ever model it to others down the line? Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we need your help in this area because you are worthy of being shared with others. And so, Father, I pray that as disciples, we would continue to grow in this area, break off the fear of man, have our eyes open, our antennas up, looking for the divine appointments and the open doors of opportunity you are giving us to share your love with the people around us. Lord, I pray that we'd be great models of that as well to our disciples. Father, I also pray just for the us and the, maybe the women were discipling, that they would grow in their ability to be reliable, that their yes would be yes and their no would be no, that they would prioritize discipleship so that they could in turn disciple others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, friends. Well, I mentioned that this was the season finale. Of season two, your discipleship coach podcast. I am so thrilled you've been on this journey with me. And as a special treat, you can go to my website now, Lorijoiner Ministries.org, and use promo code FREESHIP. That's all caps, F-R-E-E-S-H-I-P, free ship, to get free shipping on all my discipleship resources. It's just for this month, it ends on the last day of December. But hey, don't wait till the last day. Why not use some of my resources as Christmas gifts, stocking stuffers, for example, discipling women. It's a fantastic gift for all your Christian friends. It teaches how to invest in others spiritually. Then my two Bible studies, Start Here and Next Steps, Foundational Lessons for Growth in Christ. These are the actual Bible studies that you need to for sure have done yourself. But why not, as you're going through it yourself, Go through it with your disciple or your small group. Those books are never books to sit on a shelf. Once you've gone through them, you have the confidence to go through the book with others. So why not buy a few in faith, trusting and believing that God will use you to invest spiritually in another person's life this year? And listen, I'm gonna personally sign all books with my personal life verse, Galatians 2.20. So What's the promo code free ship. And I want you guys to have a fabulous Christmas holiday. I'll be back with you in December. I'm sorry. In January, as we kick off another round of discipleship episodes, y'all have a great one. Bye-bye. Lori Joyner ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at lorijoynerministries.org.